0: CPA and CFP Don Cash has made it his life's work to help people like you plan their finances and achieve their retirement goals. It's time for Your Money and Your Life. Hey, everybody. Welcome into this edition of Your Money and Your Life with Don Cash, Certified Financial Planner and CPA at Donald W. Cash & Associates. And we are going to jump into this week's podcast on obsolete retirement planning axioms. Say that four times real fast. What's going on, buddy? How are you?
1: Mark, good. Can you believe it? Fall is just about here. Dun, dun, dun. I know, right? I know. It's just uh, the summer just flew by and you know it usually does right summer i mean for me kind of like you get that mentality as a kid it's like your favorite time of year and um i've always felt like i got the blues around the beginning of september when the kids go back to school even though i haven't been back in school in decades i don't know if you get that feeling too
0: uh yeah you know it's 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 been weird. I was just talking with a friend of mine. It seems like this year feels really strange. When uh, one of those you know Facebook things pop up when it says that you did this a year ago, and it was like, wow, mm-hmm. a year. Like it seemed like that was four years ago at this point
1: <laughs> because this year has been
0: I don't know. Like some people say it's gone fast. I think it's gone really slow. So it's interesting how like, you f- uh, get affected by that.
1: Yeah March felt like it was a year long right <laughs> Maybe that was it yeah a- April was slow the past uh, 3 months it just kind of flew by but you know here we are in the fall and you know typically now we're all kind of geared up for college football although yeah. I'm a Rutgers alum so we've always stunk um <laughs> so I, I, mean, I watch I watch Rutgers football games but you know there's really no uh eager anticipation for the season well there's big drama in
0: football land because you got some that are doing it some that are not some conferences that are some that aren't big tens not you know you know who knows right it's all over the map so uh lots of big drama in that arena
1: no, no doubt. Are you a big college football fan yourself? More
0: NFL, at least I used to be, but I don't know. I'm I'm so irritated with all of them right now. I I've kind of enjoyed not watching sports. It's kind of weird for me. My wife's
1: like, Who are you? <laughs> right. It gives you like more time to do really important things in life other than watching it's football. Maybe, but- yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So maybe we're entering into a new paradigm and we can come out as a better people.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we can hope, right? Well, uh, you know, schools are all over the map. So like here in North Carolina, uh, you know, you've got uh, one, you know, for a little while, UNC was going back
1: and now they're going online. It's just all over the map. Well, that's kind of the big drama here. I mean, whether it's in-person school or online school, I'm finding a good chunk of the schools, public schools here. Uh, primary and, and and secondary schools are going online, at least in the beginning. Our kids, our two kids, are back to middle school and high school live, you know, so normal five days a week, you know, regular times, eight thirty to three o'clock. Uh, the two college, my my two college kids, are doing it remote. I think that is only until the beginning of October, so I have to ask them about that. But I heard some colleges, Mark, I was talking to a friend of mine. Some colleges are having students take classes online while living in their dorms or apartments. So, okay, uh, that is, you know, no f- parties, no football, totally weird, <laughs> and uh, all that for just fifty thousand dollars a year. Yeah,
0: for just a measly fifty <laughs> grand a year. There you go. Well, what are you
1: getting out of this, my friend? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Hopefully, yeah. that clears up very soon.
0: I don't know. Maybe and. No guarantee of a job either. So, with that certificate. So, very interesting. Very interesting, weird times we're in. Well, maybe those, maybe some of those things are getting obsolete. That's what's going to be our topic this week. So, uh, who knows? That's a long way to go for that. But one thing we can relate to from an obsolete standpoint is technology. It seems like, you know, you get the new iPhone or a new laptop and it's fantastic. And it used to be you could probably go several years. Now it seems like you can't go. I don't know, 18 months and you almost have to replace this thing. Uh, The battery life is going down, you know, whatever the case like that is. So let's get into a few financial rules, Don, that could be a little obsolete. I'll throw them out at you and you tell us what you think on some of these. Uh, We'll go from there. Let's talk about the 10-5-3 rule. Now this rule states that over time you could expect 10% return from stocks, 5% return from bonds, 3% Three percent on cash. Uh, how has that rule changed, and what can we expect going
1: forward? Mm, you know, I hate that question mark. What can we expect going forward? Okay. That's, <laughs> that's a prediction, right? I mean, you right. Know my my crystal ball is broken. Okay. Right. Uh, but let's tackle the change in the rule, and you know that that particular rule that's much less commonly known or much less widely known than the what they call the four percent rule mm-hmm, right but the ten five three rule that that was shattered i think right after the year two thousand the y two k financial crisis, and then again of course in two thousand and eight so uh, going back then interest rates crashed, never really fully recovered, and only recently maybe in two thousand seventeen or eighteen began to climb a bit you know only to drop back to zero again this year. So, you know, now the federal reserve is pushing for more inflation, right? So, you know, in terms of the, 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 the 10, five, three rule, you know, that three is really out the window. The uh, 3% return on cash, yeah, exactly. Uh, the, the 5% return on bonds is also subdued. I think, you know, right now you're, you're kind of fortunate if you can Gap between two and three percent, as long as they're quality bonds that you know you know you're going to be getting your principal back. The ten percent on stocks, depending upon the asset category, might hold up a bit better. You know, depending upon whether we're talking about large stocks, small stocks. Uh, historically, the large company stocks have uh, returned ten percent. Now that might be subdued uh, with interest rates being lower, but you know, right now the Federal Reserve is kind of you know driving us to push for more inflation mm-hmm. to kind of get back to the, those, these normal levels. Just last week, the, the federal chairman, Jerome Powell, uh, had a meeting in Kansas City with the Federal Reserve. And if people don't know who Jer- Jerome Powell is, they should. I mean, he's certainly one of the most powerful people in the world. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and at that meeting, he stated that he's willing to let inflation, quote unquote, in his words, run up a little bit. Before raising interest rates. So, hmm. you know, how do they get there? Which means that they're willing to endure more inflation. So, how do they get there? It's increasing the money supply, right? Changing banking requirements to encourage lending by asset purchases, buying companies' bonds. And the, Fed, the Federal Reserve has two main mandates here. hmm. Uh, which is a stable dollar and full employment, and typically they define the past five percent unemployment as full emplo- un- okay. or full employment right and uh, I you know ironically, up until I guess in March, I mean we were like way below that, yeah, yeah, historic lows, yeah all time low, like mm-hmm. in the threes, three percent range. So the target inflation rate is two percent from the federal Reserve. that seems so- low. Yeah, that's what they call it. it's a target and hmm. they're saying now that's a target over time ah, okay which means okay if we have all this federal reserve policy that creates inflation remember last show we talked about real estate prices yeah no that no real estate prices are not two percent inflation they around here and maybe in your neck of the woods it could be uh 10% inflation just in the past six months, right? Wow, yeah. Right, okay. and uh, so you have certain things that are inflating, certain asset classes that are inflating, but typically in the inflation rate is below the interest rate. So if the inflation was 2%, we could expect an interest rate of 3 or 4%. Now the inflation rate is above the interest rate, right? So think about it. So many people are actually losing money on their savings account. So if the interest rates stay low, under one percent, I mean, if you have a savings account, it could be point zero 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 one, yeah, right? It's not much, yeah. And uh, and we have inflation of two, three, four percent. You're actually losing money. So inflation is quite low, and it's um, it's been consistent across the economy, you know, for quite some time, but not all of the economy. And not understanding the effects on your personal Situation can be a problem, right? so we have greater inflation in certain areas, like now it's housing, could be health care, right mm-hmm. could be insurance. so I'll give you an example about how inflation works and how it affects this rule. Have you ever seen one of those um year you were born greeting cards in the gift stores? Oh, yeah, yeah, they
0: have all the little things that might have happened that year right, yeah. right,
1: so. You know, I, 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 once well, I think in the past, someone's gotten me this card for my, you know, some seminal birthdays, your 40th birthday or 50th right, right. birthday. You know, recently, I was on vacation. We talked about that last time down in Cape May. And I ran across a rack of these cards at a gift shop. I picked one up on the year that I was born. It was 1962. So it had, you know, things like highlights of movies and sports, entertainment, and, you know, people that were born that year, right. like celebrities mostly. Right, right. right. And you look at that and say, "Oh, this guy is that old." I didn't realize that <laughs> Tom Cruise is my age, or mm-hmm. you know, someone like that. Right. But it had a page entitled "Cost of Living" back uh, then. Yes. It was very cool. I mean, if you're a geek like me and you like this kind of thing, new home mark twelve thousand dollars. Whoa! <laughs> wow. Average income fifty five hundred dollars just changed a bit huh yeah a little bit price of a car twenty nine hundred dollars <laughs> oh, I think the, uh, the the 64 Mustang was about that price if maybe a little bit less yeah more. the
0: 60 yeah right so you get the 64 and a half coming out or whatever and it's like yeah. three grand and now it's you know a pristine one's probably you know 300 grand
1: exactly yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a good example about the inflation, yeah, right? Supply sure. and demand. Mm-hmm. Um, average rent was one hundred and ten dollars a month. Oh, that'd be nice. Here it is, Mark. Guess tuition at Harvard. How much do you think that was per year? You know, I kind of,
0: I don't really have an idea, but I, I have an analogy, a story that a friend of mine had shared when he went to UNC versus when his daughter went. I'm, I'm going to say, I don't know, five thousand. Wow, way even lower than I thought. Yeah,
1: Yeah. $1,500 for tuition at Harvard. Hmm. Uh, A movie was $1. (laughs) Gas was 28 cents and stamps were 4 cents each. So, you know, I looked at this and I noticed something stood out for me. I noticed that for the most part, most of these items Mm -hmm. had gone up by a factor of 10, right? Okay. So the average income not 5500 55 grand six, 55,000 60,000 yeah. a year. Okay. Yeah. Average price of a car about $30,000. Yeah. Average rent is about $13,1400 a month. Right? Movie about 10 bucks, maybe a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Gas about 2.80 a gallon. That's about a little bit less now. Stamps are about 55 cents. So it's not maybe a factor of 10 or 11.
0: It's pretty close though. It's not a bad observation.
1: It's interesting. Yeah. The two items that had the greatest inflation Right, were um, homes and college. Tuition. I was going to say it
0: had to be school. Yeah, wow. Yep. Yeah, schools out of control. So
1: yeah. the average new home, you know, if it was a factor of ten, it would be one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. The average new home now I think is like three hundred and forty thousand dollars. So it's a, much more than a factor of ten, and uh, uh, of course college. The average, I think, the tuition at Harvard now is about sixty thousand dollars a year. So it's much greater uh, inflation than the rest of the economy. So the common denominator, I tried to, why is this okay, that these items had such great inflation? And it seemed as though the great common denominator, Mark, was government involvement and subsidies.
0: Hmm,
1: yeah. So, you know, are we going to have inflation going forward? You know, how is it going to affect this rule of the 10-5-3 the where it gets back to that level? Well, we have a debt of $27 trillion and who knows more, right? Massive increase in the money supply. If the velocity of money increases, people spend more money, then we'll have more inflation. It's happening now in real estate. Interest rates and inflation tend to move in tandem. And remember the late 70s and early 80s, right? We had inflation back in that period of time. What happened? The long bonds, if someone had a 30-year bond, that gets hammered. So a lot of people don't realize there's hmm. risk in those bonds. Oh, yeah. People say, oh, that 5% bond, I can get a 5% bond for 30 years for a, a company that's considered to be less than investment grade, so-called junk bonds. But that kind of a bond could get hammered if interest rates go up. What about stocks, right? Stocks, we don't know for sure. Stocks are funny. You know, they could go up or down if interest rates go up, but that's what we diversify, right? We, you know, we don't put our eggs in one basket. We don't know what segment of that stock market's going to do well if interest rates and inflation increase in the future. But getting back to that point of that 10-5-3 rule being obsolete, I wouldn't go by the 10-5-3 rule now, certainly, you know, the, the particularly with the 3% and the 5% for cash and bonds i think we have to temper our expectations but you know as we get into the future with uh, higher inflation perhaps and interest rates you know we might get back to that uh, that 10 5 3 rule being a little bit more in line to the environment but right now certainly we don't have it and uh, i wouldn't say it's completely obsolete Uh, We could get back to it in the future, but right now, we are certainly not there. Okay. Well, that's going
0: to do it for our main portion of the podcast. And if you'd like to talk with Don, as I always say, make sure you reach out to him before you take any action at 800-664-1183. That's your number to call, 800-664-1183. Or go to donaldcash.com. Check him out on his website, donaldcash.com. Click on the podcast page if you want while you're there. Subscribe to us on whatever platform you use. Shoot us an email if you'd like, and we'll uh, get to those on the program. time to time and that's what we're going to do right now the cash connection got an email question this week from rose in westfield and we're going to jump in and see what she's got to say she says don should i be investing differently since we have this election approaching here in just a few
1: months you know that's a question rose that comes up um, every four years sometimes every two years depending upon whether it's a uh, uh, congressional election, Senate, um, certainly it does come up uh, every four years with the national election, the presidential election. So the you know, the answer is investing uh, should not be based on the election, but based upon your goals, your tolerance for risk, time horizon, and personal circumstances. So I sound like a broken record when I say that, right, Mark? But you know we talk about not timing your investments based upon any kind of external circumstance, like people were doing in March. Should mm-hmm. I sell now because you know, COVID's here? And you know, th- th- we said, no, we have to make sure that we invest based upon these other factors. So right. the stock and bond markets all over the world, they factor the elections into the asset prices continually. So what they're thinking now, broadly speaking, of course, is Trump is pro-business, lower on taxes, lower regulation, certainly more protectionist, which is unusual for a Republican. And Biden, more uh, broadly speaking, is looking at higher regulation, less protectionist, likely higher taxes. But either one is stuck with this high debt, this $27 trillion debt. And higher taxes are likely no matter who wins the election. So what I would suggest is let's focus on controlling the things that we can control, right? Like our IRA planning and our state planning and our social security planning and what kind of life we want to lead, kind of legacy that we want to leave with our family. So as I always say, don't time the market, pick stocks, or go by just pure track market investing, like recent track market timing the market particularly for the election it's a losing game and you know i have a presentation mark that talks about this what happens over periods of time over the past 70 80 years with different administrations whether it's a republican president or a democrat president and there doesn't seem to be a lot of rhyme or reason to what's going to happen with the stock market in particular you know everyone thought uh eight years ago that uh you know, if someone was a partisan and they're Republican, their thinking was, well, if President Obama gets reelected, the market's going to tank and the market was way up the next year. Same thing we talked about recently with President Trump when he won four years ago. So don't try to time the market based upon elections. Focus on the things you can control.
0: Well, great question, Rose. Thank you so much. Yeah, And hopefully you're going to live through more than just one administration change anyway. (laughs) So if you get into that habit, you're going to be doing that all the time. So that's great points. Great content this week here on the podcast, Your Money and Your Life. Again, don't forget to subscribe to it on Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever app you like to use. If you're on the app, just go to the search box and type in Your Money and Your Life. You'll find it and you can click the little heart or whatever it is that you use to follow us on that program. You can also find all of that at donaldcashpodcast.com or donaldcash.com. make it pretty easy. Either one of those is available for you. So we'd certainly appreciate it. And with that, we're going to get out of here this week. Don, thanks for your time. I hope you have yourself a good uh, a good fall and we'll, we'll talk here early October coming up.
1: Thanks, Mark. I'm going to try to find a live football game with some fans in the stands. How's Uh-oh. that?
0: There you go. You'll be on the hunt. So <laughs> we'll see if you found one on the next episode of Your Money and Your Life with Don Cash. We'll catch you next time.
1: Investment advisory services offered through Donald W. Cash & Associates, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of
0: New Jersey.